Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. This is Felipe, your host, the Brazilian Dragon himself. Today, we'll be talking about the quintessential classic, Halloween Town, with the one and only Kate Evans. Kate, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me loud and clear? Yes, I can. Iconic. Anyways, Halloween Town is a classic film from 1998, right? That's as old as us. Slightly younger, I believe. Is it 1998? I believe it is. But it stars the wonderful Debbie Gibson. Not Debbie Gibson. Debbie Reynolds. Who's Debbie Gibson? I'll have to Google that. Debbie Reynolds. Queen Debbie Reynolds. Um, May she rest in peace. Um, And Kimberly J. Brown as Marnie. Kate's love of her life. No, actually, Aggie is her love of her life. Aggie. Come on, Aggie. Yes. Um, so, yes. So, we're going to be discussing Halloween Town, the OG Halloween Town. Okay, what is your familiarity with both Halloween Town, the film, and the Halloween Town franchise? I religiously watched all four movies every year throughout October because Disney would premiere them all the time. Monster Movie Month or whatever? Yes. Those were my favorite. I looked forward to them every year. If I could own them on DVD, I probably would have. You probably could have, but you didn't look hard enough. We didn't have a lot of DVDs. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Kate is obsessed with horror. She literally has a Halloween Town baby next to her. (laughs) Can you describe your Halloween Town baby? It's kind of green. Let me look at it. It's like green and it has a it's not a knife. It's, it's like a steak almost with a skull at the end of the steak and yellow teeth and uh, scars everywhere. It's kind of gross. And it sleeps right above Kate's head. Could stab her any night. Oh, it protects me. <laughs> From the other th- creepy things that you have in your room? Nope, they all protect me. What's the thing that you call your dad? No, Kai calls her dad. <laughs> I said, I don't even have a dad. <laughs> The one that Kai calls her dad? The, the ghost on the stick? I have never heard this. You have a little thing in your room that's like a ghost on a stick, but like a creepy ghost. Ghost on a stick? In the black, in the black, um, what's it called? The black outfit. It looks like a Dementor, but on a stick. And Kai was like, Daddy. In my room? In here? What? No, yeah, somewhere in your room. This is everything. Turn your camera around. Oh! Yeah, that creepy thing. The giant thing that's staring at me. How do you sleep in your room? I could never. 
mean, Did I you bring you this all to Los Angeles. I brought all of this to Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, honestly, we'll hang out a ton when we get back to LA. I don't know if I could ever be your roommate. I'd be like traumatized. <laughs> How did Aaron live with you? <laughs> I I fortunately didn't have too many bad things. <clears throat> the closet yeah. was really bad. We had a big closet, and my closet had shelves, and I definitely had a bunch of weird stuff in my closet. Iconic. Anyways, should we start talking about Halloween Town? I'm ready. Okay, so the movie opens with this like nice, calming music for a Halloween movie, right? With the jack o' lantern. It's a family movie. What? It's a family movie, so I guess. Yeah, family Halloween music. And um, the jack o' lantern is the opening image. We then go into Marnie's house, the Cromwell house, where we meet Gwen, Marnie. Dylan, Sophie, and two unnamed girls that never reappear in the movie. <laughs> um, getting their SAG credits. Their SAG credits. Oh my god, I'd be dead. But, yes. And what are they dressed as? Do you even know? I don't remember. I didn't write this down. One of them might have been a witch. One of them looked like a clown. They didn't speak. No, they both spoke, but they were both passive-aggressive. One was like, ma'am, you don't know how to raise your daughter. Sorry, we're getting ahead. Marnie wants to trick or treat. Um, but Gwen is like, nah, you can't. You can't leave the house during Halloween. And Marnie's like, mom, what the hell? So, what do you think of all this? Honestly, I'm on the side of the teenagers here. Yeah. No, but like, because she won't say why. And that's the biggest thing. I am so against the mother this whole movie. Like, I'm just, I'm extremely against the way that she was raising her kids. And I will stand by my point. I got three different ma'am texts from Catherine Evans throughout this whole film. Honestly, I found About Gwen. More, she's so annoying. I don't know. I just felt like she was wrong. Yes. So, should we continue? Because we're about to get to you in 50 years. Okay, yes. Grandmother Agatha shows up at a bus stop and the suitcase follows magically. And Sophie, and then we cut back to the house. Sophie wants a cookie and mom says, no, you cannot have a cookie. Sophie turns around being like, I want a cookie. But like, um, she is like, nah, I want a cookie. The cookie floats over to Sophie. Gwen turns around, grabs the cookie, puts it in her mouth Grandma Aggie Watson is like, thank God you don't, she doesn't want liver. <laughs> the fact that the mom had to tell the kid, no, you can have cookie after dinner, which I get. But then, and then the kid watches her eat the cookie. Drives me crazy because now the mom looks like a huge hypocrite, even though she was doing it. Yeah. This is like one of the lowest grievances you have with her. And it's not even that her fault. She was, that one was funny. Yeah. But the problem with it is I just, I just, feel like she should have been honest with her kids and not made this big huge decision for them yes before we go any further we have to discuss something that i noticed when i was watching this movie so um you know how they had the the orange font um with all the actors and actresses and then it says i forget the last guy the actor but calabar with a c then in the rest of the franchise it's calabar with a k yes and I'm like, decided to be quirky. the continuity is so off. We were like, let's be quirky. Let's be quirky. Oh, but Calabar looks so much better with a K. I will say that. Yes, that also is probably why they changed it. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so Grandma Aggie gets the kids hyped and is like, here, put these decorations around the house. You can put these costumes on. And then mom's like, no, we're going to go act. We're going to go eat. And then you guys are going to sleep. And then they have dinner, they talk, and then they're like, okay, but can Grandma Aggie tell us a bedtime story? And she's like, fine. Yes? Yes. Um, I don't remember if it's here or later, but uh, little brother Dylan kills me. He's like, oh, um, why do you need to go to Halloween? We can watch the nature section of a nature documentary. And I'm like, this man must be obsessed with the Nat Geo section of Disney+. Plus. That kid is literally a dad. Like, he is literally, he's a dad at, what is he, eight? He's a dad. Yeah. It's so funny. That kid literally, <laughs> big dad energy. What is his, what is his obsession with Cleveland? When he said Cleveland, yeah. it's like, I forget what the, the scary place. No, it, I think it was like a fun place to go. A fun place, Cleveland. I'm like, oh. It was so funny. Was Sir? Cleveland. Okay. But anyways, so they go to a story and um, she tells them the story of Halloween Town mm-hmm. and has a picture book. And then they're like, Marnie, you look like this witch. And to be fair, she did not. She did not at all. Like, I don't know if they had the book before they cast the, the woman. But, like, she had the same features, but she did not look like Kim, Kim J.B. Straight brown hair, though. I mean, it was yeah. just both generic. Yeah, very generic witch. Um, so she's like, yes. Um, and then mom is like, nope, time for bed. Grandma, go home. And then the grandma, Grandma Aggie, and Gwen, they argue in the kitchen, and Marnie sneaks down and overhears them. And uh, she sees Grandma Aggie turn the chicken into a live chicken, back to a, reg- into a food chicken. And also, she sees, gra- she hears Grandma be like, yo, Gwen, so you need to start training your daughter because she's a witch, and she's supposed to turn 13. Like, this is her 13th Halloween. If you don't train her, then... She's going to lose her powers forever. Most witches should be completing their training tonight. And Gwen was like, nah, nah, you didn't, you came here just to do this. And Grandma Aggie would be like, no, I actually need your help because there's some mad, bad stuff happening in H-Town. I said H-Town in my notes because I wrote shorthand. But, um, and Gwen was like, nope, no one in my family is going to be spooky. Goodbye. And Kate was like, how dare you? I just disagree so hard on that lady's decision to do that. Can you elaborate though? Like, give us your viewpoint. Let us hear well, your voice. I think it's unfair that she to have powers is clearly a huge life-altering thing, and she, for her own personal reason, doesn't want to use her powers, which is totally fine. But to force her children, her children, to not use their powers until they're gone, and like basically not even giving them a chance to have their own decision on a huge life thing is just, I think it's ridiculous. And then she gets mad at them for something. And she's like, oh, you know, I just didn't understand. Like, I just think it's not fair. You know, they're, she just forgets that her kids are people and she just thinks she has full power over them to choose their life destination. Yeah. It doesn't even teach them about it, give them the option. Like, it seems for a while that Dylan doesn't even want to do it, which is fine. 
but at least give him the option. Like, give them yeah. the option to pick. Um, we should also establish that, for those who forgot that, um, their dad recently passed, I believe, and he was the mortal and she was the witch. Um, yeah. Yes. So she wants them to be like their dad. Um, so I do understand if she was like, this is the last essence of their dad. I don't know. That might. That's the only logical reason I see for her like trying to preserve, but even then, that's not super strong. She just has a big problem with the magic world, but was it even explained in the first one? Like, I don't think I really got an actual explanation. Yeah. No, she does. Does she elaborate in the future films? I feel like she does. I feel like she does in the second one, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So to be fair, hard. I just I realized when I was watching this movie, I've never seen a full Halloween Town start to finish. I've seen like pieces of all of them. Are you serious? I think that's the case. I have to go. Okay, bye. I'll finish this podcast by myself. You are never. You are banned. That movie raised me. I watched both Twitches. I know that. Thank God. Thank God. Do you remember um, R.L. Stein's mostly ghostly who let the ghosts out? (gasps) With David DeLuise. (laughs) You mean Jerry Russo? Yes. Was Luke Benward in that or no? I don't know. I know Madison Pettis was in it. Mostly ghostly. Who let the ghosts out? I think Luke Benman was in it. Yes. And the guy who played Arwen. No way. Who's Luke Bender? Who that again? Oh my goodness. Noah Cyrus was in it. What do you mean who's Luke Benman? He's from Minutemen. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, that was Jason Dolly. They were both in it. Oh, which one was he again? The, the one with the Justin Bieber hair. My God, I literally, this pr- dude probably like, he was probably the brother, right? Of Madison Pettis? Probably. The ghost? Likely. Literally can't recognize his face right now. Okay, anyways. So they discussed going back to Halloween Town, and then Gwen is like, goodbye, Grandma Aggie, go catch your bus. And then Marnie wakes up Dylan's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. They follow him. And then Kate was like, this mom had to hear, hear them. Oh, when they left out the door, they were loud. I know she was watching TV and making some noise, but they were three feet from her. Yeah. And she literally pauses. Yeah. And at this point in the movie, I wrote that Mother Gwen looks like a Gwen. Like, she literally looks like she would be named. She does. She was named perfectly, and I just want to take a minute to talk about her clothing. It was perfect for exactly her character. Like, it was... Do you think she's a Karen? No, she's just... She's a different, okay. she's a Gwen, but no, but no. You she's, know who I think is a Karen? We'll get to her later, but Harriet. I think Harriet's a Karen. Maybe, but she kind of seems like a really just nice old lady. That's fair. Until she became a demon lady. Then she was a Karen. Yeah. Um, also, one thing I note, noted, um, when the little brother's going to bed, Dylan, he's like, make sure to th- turn your thermostats to 68 because we need to conserve the energy. I'm like, this dude's onto something because the world's going to be messed up. That was the funniest moment. <laughs> Kate just sipped tea. Apple juice. Apple juice. Um, so yeah, so they go, they sneak out. Um, and Dylan and, uh, what's her name? Marnie. Marnie with the bangs. They follow Aggie onto the bus. And then Frankenstein and some other dude are talking. And we get introduced to the Halloween Town creatures in the green screen. 
Boom. Just snap to it. Oh, wait, we should talk about the green screen with the broom. Oh my God. <laughs> that was so great. It was so 90s. It was so 90s green screen. I wish I could watch that again. Yeah. So they end up going to um, Halloween Town and then sneaking out, but Grandma Aggie leaves. She bumps into Harriet, who's normal. And then they see the jack-o'-lantern, but then the bus goes off and all of a sudden Sophie is there. And I do wish, like, I feel like they left the camera on Sophie for a second, but her eyes weren't open to give any indication that she was awake. Because it was, like, very shocking. Like, you knew that she was going to end up there, but I was like, how did she get there? I never understood when she got off the bus and Dylan was pointing at the bus, but the bus hadn't even driven away, so what what was he looking at? Right? He was like... (laughs) That might have been a sign of his powers. <gasps> or are we days just, into the future. Are we just excusing that plot hole? No, there was a plot hole. For sure. I am calling it out. But we anyways. Powers. They meet Calabar. Do you want to describe Calabar? For people who forget. Gross, creepy, um, <laughs> middle-aged man who made me extremely uncomfortable the entire time he was on the screen. Not very... Obviously, like, the bad guy from moment one. No, for sure. But, like, we'll get to this later. But, like, his whole reason for attacking the mortal world is because Gwen left him for a mortal. Like, he's such white trash. Men. Men. Am I right? Men. Um, but then, so, they meet Calabar, who introduces them to Benny. Now, Benny is an icon. Hot take, I don't like Benny. <gasps> Why? Elaborate. Just because his jokes are bad? I think um, I just like I like him like as a skeleton cab driver and everything. I just think as a character, I was really annoyed anytime he opened his mouth. I think Benny could be polished and be a better character. He was very one note. I think he definitely could be like have more jokes or more personality besides like bad humor. I don't even want to say that it's like the jokes though because I absolutely love terrible jokes. I mean, you enjoy your life. No, I'm kidding. That was so mean. <laughs> Murdered. We have this kind of friendship, though, so that's okay. Was that too mean? No. No? Okay. I'm sorry. No, it was obviously a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah. So then, Benny drives them to the grandmother's, and while he's driving, he warns them of Luke. Be like, be careful of this shady fellow. Luke. Luke. Kate, thirteen-year-old Kate. Thirteen-year-old Kate would have a crush on him. Thirteen-year-old Kate did have a crush on him. Oh my God, Kate! I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna see where he is now in life. Okay, wait. Yeah, do that. But like, keep recapping the movie. So yeah, they end up getting to Jima Aggies. Um, but there's a lock on the door, but Sophie breaks it because she wishes the lock to be a frog. She's a genius this whole time. Yeah. Sophie, like, these children would be messed up without Sophie. Like, oh, they'd he's be 35 now. He's 35? Oh, he's married. Kate's doing the deep dive. I am. I'm so sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, it's all good. Stock, stock your crush. Um, and now let's take a minute to play in our wings for a quick message from our sponsors. And we're back, so let's fly back into this recap. They 
And then the grandmother warns them, worries about the mother. And they're like, okay, but with human time, that's two hours. That's like, that could be a week here. So they decide to find ingredients in town for the witch's brew because of the bad stuff happening. And the talisman won't light up. Wait, I I feel like we jumped around. We We have to talk about when she tried to make the instant. (laughs) And the bubble bubble toil and trouble? Yes. That was really cute. Yeah. When they pulled out that classic. Yeah, so feel free to talk about any points that we just jumped over because like I was trying to like hit the points, but like we want your commentary. That's my commentary, is that that was adorable. Yes. Any other points from Luke besides you have a crush on, the magic bus, arrival in Halloween Town? Oh no, I'm that's all. Well the bus was great when they had like the green screen with all like the flashing colors. I thought that was cute. Is he related to Duke Van Dyke? Um Dick I- Van Dyke. I doubt it, but I'll let you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So then as they go into town, the mom notices the children be missing. And she's like, oh, no. Um, How do you think the mom arrived in Halloween Town? She got the bus, but did she just summon the bus? Or was it like, did she snap? The bus seems to just come every certain amount of time that it's never. Except when it's broken. I don't even think it was broken. They just, I don't think they're just. They're just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So then the grandmother says they need to get. The fang of a vampire, the sweat of a ghost, and the hair of a werewolf to complete the witch's brew. Um, So yeah, to light up the talisman. And she does a spell that will come back later. So they go, and um, Aggie runs into Harriet, who is like a wild banshee. And she's at her full Karen right now. She is. That was horrifying. She is nice. The camera angle was you. Like, I filmed that. I yes. filmed it. I filmed that weird Zoom effect situation going on. Yeah. If you rewatch the movie, you know exactly what we're talking about. I, um, I don't even know how to describe it. And then they enter the store, and Calabar's there. There was this running joke in the movie that I don't think worked, that Calabar couldn't say Sophie's name. It didn't make any sense. I was not following. It didn't work, and they were always like, Sophie. I was like, he said Sophie. Well, like, the first time I get it, because he was playing the joke that he had a lollipop in his ear, which then he pulled yeah. out and I'm not eating the lollipop in that creepy old man's ear. Besides the point. But then when she leaves to go in the cab, he calls her Sophie. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Like, he always, I don't know, he always mispronounces her name, and it's weird. Yeah, that joke did not land. Um, him lands. Anyways, then... Grandma Aggie's like trying to warn him. And he's like, Aggie, see yourself out of the situation. I've got it. And she's like, no. It's like, okay, give me two days. I feel like that should have been a clue. Grandma Aggie, come on, get it together, Debbie. I know, right? Yeah. But then they, they have a sequence where they go fly a broom and buy with um, this Elvis man. Oh, the broom salesman. Kate was not comfortable. Uh, you were not either. No, I was not. I was like, why is this man trying to be Elvis? Who would man? But you definitely had a stronger reaction. He was making me nervous. Do you want to read our text exchange from that time? Yeah, let me see. It'll take me a second. Let me see if I have anything in my notes from it. Because I might have just texted you everything. Uh, for, oh, just scrolling back. Uh, Dylan is like, Benny is definitely animatronic, like at Disney World um, or in Disneyland. And I was like, is this a mandatory reference from Disney? Who knows? Because it did feel very like Halloween at Disneyland sort of thing. Um, Oh, we haven't gotten to my favorite character yet, the pins and needles lady. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. You said. But, okay, I will say this. Okay. Well, what did I say? This Elvis motherfucker. You called him Elvis. Oh yeah. I said how I said this man is something else. How old do you think he is? And you said three hundred and forty-seven. Do you remember Luke's weird line that was like, "I'm the big cheese"? Like, oh yes. Huh? And then Marnie's like, "You smell that, Grandma? It smells like some bad cheese." He's a legend for that one. Yeah. Yeah, this Elvis guy. And then so, I'll see the floor to you. The green screen, with the broom. That was so iconic. That's what I handed. I handed that in for my final film. <laughs> With Tatiana. Copy paste. Copy paste. Copy paste. Copy yes. paste. Um. It was just so '90s, early 2000s. Like it just, it was perfect. It's what I wanted to watch. Yes. Oh, it was literally like you could see that it was on a green screen. Oh, I know. It was perfect. It was... I wish I made that. Yeah. You put that on a resume? Yes. I'm going to put it on regardless. <laughs> Just like, you know this movie that was from before I was born? Yeah, I did this. Well, it was... It's the same year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Luke tries to hit on Marnie. She's like, nah, man. And then they fly on the broom, and Mom shows up and yells at them. And makes kids return home and then tries to give Marnie a hug. Wait, you have to say Dylan's iconic line when he starts sucking up to her and then Marnie gets kind of mad at him for doing that and he looks at her and goes, Hey, this is mom. Yeah, like I thought you were brave or something. And she's like, This is mom. I was thinking that doesn't describe every kid trying to suck up to their parents and not get in trouble. Like that is so crystal. That was the best line of the whole film. It truly felt real. It was uh, so real. But also, like, throughout the film, the actors felt like they were their characters that they were portraying. Like, I never felt like they were, like, anything felt off. Like, the grandma felt authentic. All these characters, even though there was this, oh, maybe not Calabar, but everyone else felt kind of authentic. Like, the kids felt realistic. Fell a little flat there, but I feel like for the, for overall, the main characters were really well. So. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I thought the mom felt realistic, even if she was yeah. annoying. Mm-hmm. No, she was very realistic. Yeah. And Marnie also felt like she was 13 and not like a child. Um, so, where was I? My notes. Oh, yeah. So then they try to go to the bus stop, and then the two-headed monster guy, they get discombobulated. And Dylan's like, you should ask Calabar. Or no, ask the mayor for help. And then they get to the mayor's office, and it's Calabar. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we used to have a fling. And Marty's like, you dated this man, Mom? And Kate was like, I hate you, but you could have done so much better. No, Marty says, I bet you liked magic when he did it. (gasps) I know! She snatched Gwyneth's wig. (laughs) I screamed when she said that. I was... I really didn't know where to think because I know this is a kids movie, but that did not sound quite right. Yeah. She was like, she. When was it exposed? She got her. Yeah. Um, that might be the best line of the film. Marnie was savage. She just disrespected her mom so much in that one line, but it was perfect. Yeah. Um. So. 
Oh, yeah. So then this is the point of the movie where Luke goes and gets Grandma Aggie and is like, listen, I'll take you to the guy. Um, and uh, we should say that Luke, Benny pointed it out earlier that Luke sold something or like made a deal to like he um sketchy deal or whatever mm-hmm. but like doesn't clarify what happened exactly so we'll get to that later but wait we forgot we forgot calabar's assistant she deserves uh, a moment my queen the pins and le- needles lady. <laughs> she deserves a whole moment yes she walked in here as one of those tomatoes that you put little pins in when you're sewing legend she was she's just spinning around and she's just like pins and needles, pins and needles. She's all over the place. She has like notes in the pins in her little like tomato cushion. Like it, she was an assistant. It was so perfect. I that I was have no choice but to stand. Literally my new stand account. Pins she, and needles lady. She's your next guest. Yes. Um yes. Okay. So they go to oh yeah, so they go to the theater. Um, and the family sees Luke and Grandma Aggie walk into the movie theater, and this creepy ghost uh confronts uh Grandma Aggie and starts throwing freeze things at her. And Luke is like talking back to the ghost, and Luke was kind of being annoying in that moment. I was like, Yeah, shut up. And, and the guy was like, Shut the fuck up. Oh, excuse me, I swore. <laughs> it was funny when he told them to be quiet, yeah. Um, and then he throws freeze things at Grandma Aggie, but Gwen jumps in and intercepts it, and it's frozen, and then Grandma Aggie is frozen, and then Marnie be like, we gotta go. No, Dylan's like, we gotta go, and Marnie's like, but we have to help him, and Dylan's like, well, we can't help him if we're dead. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they leave, and then the light blinds the ghost, and then they realize that they can't come, so then they go try to make the witch's brew. Um, so they go on a little mini adventure, which I like that the third act had this mini adventure. They didn't just like kind of skip over it quickly, like do a little montage of them getting that. Like they like showed it and it was fun. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. So they went to the barbershop to get the hair of a werewolf and Marty pretends to be interested in a job while Dylan shaves back of the hair of the werewolf and the werewolf is like, <gasps> and he's like, wait, I can rock this. But like, we never see the back of his hair again. So, because like he looks in the mirror, he's like, I can rock this, but it's the same. Well, thing. I think the joke was that it doesn't even change the look. Yeah. That's it's, fair. Just, it's like the opposite of a rat tail. Ew. I know. <laughs> Anyways, um, then they go to a gym, to the sauna, which was very creepy that the little children were going to where old men like to be naked, at least in the YMCA that I went to. Like, I remember going into the locker room to go work out, and then there would always be, like, naked old man walking to the sauna. Ew. Ew. Uh, and I was like, why are these children going there? But then, anyways, they go see the ghost, who's a little chubby thing at first, and they go, and then Dylan starts annoying the ghost, and he's like, go back to your mummy. Do you have any comments on that line? That was a pretty weak joke. Yeah. But, like, I'm surprised we didn't see any mummies. What made? Yeah. I think about. Yeah. But anyway, so they crank up the heat. The sweat drops off his nose very loudly. 
that didn't make any sense. I know what they're trying to do, but it really just was so comical. But then he pops out of the thing and he's like 200 pounds lighter. And I'm like, when can I get on one of those? I think it's a different actor too. It was so weird. I would get in one of those so fast. Anyways, and then they go to, this is probably my least favorite minimal character. They go to the dentist shop. She pretends to be the dentist's assistant. Dentist pulls the thing of a vampire, puts it in, and he's like, well, I'm the tooth fairy. And he says, ugly looking troll thing. I'm like, (gasps) I I was like, if this man was trying to creep around under my pillow when I was a child, I would cry. (laughs) I screamed. If he was the one that creeps under your pillow, but I was not okay. I was like, no, Tinkerbell goes under my pillow and gets the tooth. Tinkerbell is an icon. Do not disrespect. No, I also- And then when Wendy comes, not Wendy, when Wendy's child goes back to Neverland and returns to Neverland, uh, that movie is underrated. I could cry right now thinking about it. I think I only ever watched like the first one or something, like the original Peter Pan. Some of the sequels are gems, like Return to Jafar and King of Thieves. They both were great. Um, also, uh, Tarzan 2, great. Jungle Book 2, slaps. I think I sent you the song from the Jungle Book 2 when we were watching Scooby-Doo, and it sounded like Man with the Hex. Yes. Oh, we should finish watching some- Yes, do you want to do Scooby-Doo after we finish this podcast? Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, um, so they get the stuff, the fang of the vampire, and then they're like, okay, we gotta go back to Grandma Aggie's. And Benny comes back, and then Sophie's like, wait, no, Benny's possessed. And Dylan's like, hello. And then he, Benny starts choking my mans. <laughs> He's like, That's so weird. And then here's another moment where Sophie saves the day. So first she recognizes that Benny is a bad guy. Then she's like, she gets the dog to go chase after Benny. And Benny drives off. I'm like, Sophie, well, Marty just stands there being like, bone man, get the hell off my brother. I was like, Sophie is an icon. They would not have survived without. Yes. And then here we go. They made the potion, and Sophie's the only one who remembers the spell. I would like to take a moment to talk about Marnie's line somewhere at one point in the middle, I want to say. Yes, go for it. And she's like, oh, like, Dylan doesn't even want to be here. Sophie probably doesn't even belong here, and I can be the one which. The disrespect oh, for Sophie. Right? Dylan, her point, true, because he really wasn't interested until he... He thought it was a dream, and even still at the end, we'll get to this. such a state of denial, but honestly, I would have to be too if that ended up happening. Like, it didn't seem... It, it, that defies all logic, but he was interested once his fingertips started, like, making those weird... But even then, we'll still get to that, but, like, he was, like, still awkward about it. He was, but I mean, like, I get it, but, I mean, he wasn't even interested even if he didn't believe it he wasn't even very interested in it it seemed but sophie was so smart for like she's also like five or something and she was she's so, seven i think oh she's older she's still really smart and marnie just put her down like that and said she doesn't even belong here marnie that was your trash take of the episode of that the movie the first that was her worst line yes she has some great ones too she does disrespect everybody, though. She disrespected her mom and Sophie, Luke, both who deserved it, and Sophie, who did not deserve it. Sophie must be protected. She is. Yes. So they get the stuff. They brew the potion. Sophie remembers the spell. 
and then together they light the talisman. So they run back to the theater, and Marnie's like, what do we do with this? How do we save Grandma Aggie? And then she, like, gets this, like, flashback being, like, mortals see, mortal do, or something. Oh, mortals take. And then so they're like, oh, wait, we have to light the jack-o'-lantern. So she goes, and Calabar, as a ghost still, descends upon the town, being like, the mortals must pay. Then for the torment they need to be tormented and luke is like marnie you need to listen to me this dude is bad he's gonna see you so then he reveals himself as calabar he's like calabar and then luke takes the hoodie runs into town and then calabar chases after him and then as soon as he unmasks marnie lifts the thing on the pumpkin and calabar freezes her but then she's like, believe, believe in her head. She remembers Aggie's like, you have to believe. And she drops the talisman straight into the hole, which causes everyone to unfreeze. Yes. And what are your thoughts on all this? I had a thought and it has escaped me for just a second. We Well, you think of it. I'm going to say that the ghost had a line about stereotyping. Okay. That made me feel like that joke wouldn't fly today what was what was it he was like i don't appreciate being stereotyped when sophie was running around as a ghost oh yeah that line did not land well either i feel like the whole ghost thing had a lot of problems that whole scene was yeah but anyways you had a thought on marnie dropping the thing into the pumpkin my thought was from a little bit before that it was from calabar Yes. Does he hate mortals so much because the true love of his life, Gwen, married a mortal? That's what it sounds like at the end when they all run out and like, it's like, Calabar, why did you do this? And she's like, you could have had me, but you ran out for a mortal. Oh, it totally is. Oh my God, stop. This man who thinks he can ruin the whole race because this woman left him. That's probably like the white men who think that all black people are terrible because one of them got dumped for, you know what I'm saying? Men. men are trash i say one as one yeah, i mean you have to yeah but we this is a feminist podcast and this is a feminist movie to be feel to be quite real this was a feminist movie Always is. all four of them we stand dylan though dylan's a good man yeah, I, I actually like him a lot. And also I don't know if he changes in the other movies, but he, in this movie he's always the same, but he but like you'll like him a lot more. Okay. Yeah. I he's okay in the first movie, but they like develop him more and he gets older and it's just, just like me, or does Marnie give you DJ Tanner vibes from Full House? No, absolutely. Okay. Just wanted to get that out there. No. Anyways. Calabar freezes. Oh wait, we already got that. So flipping over. Um Grandma and Gwen run out and they realize it's Calabar and he gets the talisman using, I just call it the Achia spell from Harry Potter, where he's like, boom, come here. Um, and then Grandma Aggie and Gwen, they'd be like, dun, 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 dun. they start doing spells and trying to do it, but it doesn't work. But then Marnie's like, I hate that. No, Dylan's like, I hate that man. His fingers twitch and spark. And Marnie's like, oh my God, you're a warlock. So then Marnie lines up. It's like, with my mom, my grandma, my sister, and my brother will stop you. And then everyone holds hands except for Dylan. So they start doing it. And then Marnie's like, Dylan, you have to believe. She also calls him chocolate bar, which I thought was a weak joke. 
I feel like there were a lot of weak jokes in this. Like, if we're looking for humor, that's not the strong, that's not a movie you should watch. No. But if you're looking for, like, camp and wholesomeness, I feel like, and Halloween. But yeah, so anyways, they break the spell. And I was like, okay, so four people don't work, but five does? Why? You know, none of that made any sense. And I also had a lot of questions. I had a question. So remember how in the beginning, go back to the beginning, but when Sophie wanted the cookie and the cookie started floating to her? Yeah. There is zero ways. There's a 0% chance that all three of those kids got to the current age that they are never ever noticed well so they thought something was off right because like remember marnie's like do you know how sophie always the books always shatter when sophie throws a tantrum yeah when the books off the shelf that's the one time that they mentioned anything happening and she's like i get this a lot yeah so like in one time like i understand that like the mom was there like to take to, to help hide things but like you're not with your mom 24 7 she was overly protective but like do you think it's something that they never explained because they never thought of it but also like if you retcon it maybe like the dad I, they probably might have happened in front of the dad a lot and the dad had no clue i don't think it's something that they like forgot to explain i think they were just trying to like hope nobody really thought of yeah. it. yeah well yeah this is a kids movie so yeah. but maybe it's like something like if we'd like try to like think about it critically like we do scholars that we are um like make up an excuse to what if the they like a lot of the magic stuff happened around the dad but the dad didn't know that Glenn was a witch so then he's just like oh my god maybe like but then the dad died so then now they're like very like and then with grandma aggie who's always like hinting at stuff no but like how 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 are you 13 you have magic powers and you don't No, no no you're right you're right but just like a theory Okay. I can't. I can't. I can't. There's. I'm too set on the fact that that doesn't make any sense. The one thing that happens is Sophia's tantrums and some books fall off. Yeah. And she's seven, like you said. So there's no way that Marnie and Dylan got to their age. Well, well from what I understand, Dylan didn't possess powers or like never showcased it. it didn't make any sense because Marnie has powers but doesn't show it, and Sophie has powers and shows it but doesn't. Nobody knows. I don't know. Maybe yeah. There there were some loose ends. Yeah, but that makes sense. Anyways, so the town is saved, but Luke is turned back into an ogre. And he's like, I only did this so I could get a date with someone like you. Um, but if you're ever in Halloween Town again, look me up. And she's like, okay. And then she kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and then Aggie's like, Luke, you could have a job. Um, and then we get to the scene, which bothered me so much because it, the camera work was so awky. Always. Like, it doesn't even look like Gwen is looking at Aggie when they filmed this. Um, yeah, she was, like, talking to her and inviting her to live in the mortal world with them. Yeah, then they probably just forgot about, like, the line of kids. Yeah, or that's... That might have been part of it, yeah. I didn't even realize that a bit, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so Luke gets a job as the bus driver and drives the Cromwells home and the end until Calabar's Revenge. Um, so let me go through the rest of my notes before we do anything else. Wait, do you have any final thoughts of what we discussed? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. So let me go through my notes. What did we not talk about? Marnie's bangs. The bangs. Um, bubble bubble toil and trouble on the microwave settings. I thought that was cute. I, that was so cute. That was a cute touch. Yes. 
I screamed at the tooth fairy. Um, yes. And we talked about the camera angles. Um, we talk about... Oh, yeah. This was a running thought that I had that I completely forgot about. Um, I don't know if it was a decom or just another, like, kids movie. It was a live action. What was the movie where the kids get lost in the circus sort of, like, freak show thing and there's, like, some mystery? I don't know what it was, but... Excuse me? It, like, bothered me because it, like, they were, like, trapped in this circus house. It's not the dinosaur one. We're back, a 90s dinosaur movie, but that one also kind of has the same vibes, but that's animated. But I'm, if anyone, any of the listeners know, please let me know because that was bothering me. And I feel like it has one of the Michalka sisters, but I'm not positive. Anyways, so that's on my nose besides. I can't even Google this. You have to Google this later because I couldn't even tell you. Okay, yeah. Or I'll just rely on my listeners, <laughs> my five listeners. <laughs> um, so do you want to do questions? Do you want to do uh, Halloween Town as a franchise? Or do you want to do MVPs, LVPs, and Firestar ratings? Let's do the LVPs, LVPs, and Firestar. So wh- where would you rate this before you did the rewatch? How, how would you rate it? One out of five fires? Five. What is, a five? Yes. I think before the rewatch, like I said, I don't remember. I don't think I've actually seen any of the Halloween Towns in full until well, this. Do that. What? Yeah. So, but based on this, I don't think this was as high as the other Halloween Towns because I think I'd seen most of Halloween. I'd seen a lot more of Halloween Town High and Halloween Town Two. Um, this one was the one I was weakest on, I think, out of the four. But so I don't really have a rating for back then, but I guess I'll give it like a. 4.5 because I remember high, holding it in high regards but then now how would you rate it you know I feel like I'm going to give it this rating and I feel like it's going to sound worse than I mean for it to sound but I'm going to say three and a half okay that's what I gave get a clue and I think this is definitely a better movie than get a clue um the only question is do I give it a four or four and a half I'm comparing it to the other Halloween towns. Okay, that's fair. Movies in general. Because I think if you look at something like High School Musical, that's going to be a five. That's a five. Well, no. Rock be a five? Loses points for the whole way that they make Troy and Gabriella look like they're the victims the whole time when it's definitely Sharpay and Ryan. Okay. But as a movie, as a movie, I think I'd give High School Musical a five. A five? I don't know if I'd give Camp Rock a five. Do you think I'd give Camp Rock yes. a five? Or yes. would that be a 4.5? Slightly lower than high school. 5.5, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Is that a five? And give it a 10. Huh. I think I'll give this a 4.5. But with the potential that it will be a low 4.5 if the other Halloween towns do not exceed a five, then this will be lower. And I, I have the ability to change these rankings given a few once we have more data points. Okay, so who's your MVP of the movie? Aggie Cromwell. I wish to be her so badly. See, my MVP is Sophie. That's, I completely understand. I don't, I completely understand. Yes. And then who's your LVP? The mom. I can't Mom, okay. I love Calabar, but I also gave a bonus point to the Tooth Fairy because that just creeped me out too much. (laughs) I like the Tooth Fairy. I thought it was funny that he I just could not. <laughs> I like him. Okay, and then who would you have as your underrated character? 
because I wrote this down because I was like, Sophie's my MVP. No, Sophie's not underrated. She's in the core, but like one of the backgrounds. Still underrated. No, Sophie's the MVP. Sophie and Aggie just got MVP. I think she's underrated. Okay, well, I said Benny, but I also hear your takes about Benny. I know you don't like Benny. Maybe, maybe Dylan is my. I was with, okay. So honestly, I was between Dylan and Sophie for MVP. But then when Dylan was like being like standoffish at the end, like not participating in saving the world, doesn't like, nah. Dylan, you lose points. Sophie deserves this. I think Sophie's. I just think she's underrated. Like I just think yeah. that she deserves better. Is it true? So is Sophie not really mentioned in the other Halloween Town movies? Maybe in the second one she is. Like she's at least in one of the other ones. Like I remember her being like twelve. Because I read something that she's not even she's mentioned once in Halloween Town High as like a, not okay ha- that one she or might- Return to Halloween Town, the last one probably not even in okay. the last one. Do you wanna do you wanna discuss the series now? Let's discuss that. So Halloween Town Two, Calabar's Revenge, which we will get to at some point with Kate. Um, on this, I'll and then ha- Halloween Town High and Return to Halloween Town. Um, Kimberly J. Brown, Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, and Halloween Town High, but she's not in Halloween Town, Return to Halloween Town. Do you know what's up? I do. Spill the tea. <laughs> so the tea is that um, there's two sides to this story. Disney says that Kimberly J. Brown was busy filming another movie at the time, Big Bad Wolf, I think it's called. Um, and that's what Disney says, that she was busy filming that movie and they had to get going, so they just called Sarah Paxton because she was big at the time. But Kimberly J. Brown says she wasn't busy at the time and that she thinks that production just didn't... She, she said that she was filming the movie, but that the times didn't overlap. Or that they only overlapped slightly to enough where, like, Disney literally could have pushed it back, like, a little bit. Which I think that they should have. I hate you when you change an actor for in the middle of a season or a series or something for absolutely no reason. They did it in The Fosters. I don't know if you watched that. No, but, but I know they did it in Prince because Will Smith didn't like the original Aunt Viv. I hate when they switch actors. I get yeah. really... Interested. Also, it was the last Halloween Town movie. Do you think that killed it, or do you think it was always intended to be the last Halloween Town? I think it was always going to be the last one, just because at that point, there's four of them, and I don't know any Disney Channel movie that has more than four, unless I'm forgetting something. But even then, I couldn't even name any other Disney franchise that has more than three. Like, yeah. as in Tom's. Yeah. I c- you like- count Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure? Yeah. Then that has four, but then now with High School Musical, the musical series, that could be a fifth. That's a different story. Okay. It counts in, in like, the universe. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a difference. That's, like, it's not a So, so you wish they pushed it back and... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. still love Return to I Halloween I think Sarah Paxton did a great job, though. Yeah, no, she did. I love Return to Halloween Town. I do. I My only issue with it is just I don't like that they switched the character. I'm yes. watching a different movie. I don't count it in the same series. It's a different movie. Yeah. So do we want to get some questions from the listeners? Yeah. Okay. So on the Brazilian Instagram, the Brazil Dragon Instagram, you can post questions. So, oh, three questions in a row. Nay underscore 27, thoughts on the Marnie replacement. Kath underscore Mass, thoughts on the recast of Marnie in Return to Halloween Town. Andrea Rios, 3604. 
Please talk that. about how they switched the actress who played Marnie in the fourth movie. I the switch is the worst thing. I yeah. think he totally ruined it. No, that's fair. Yeah, so we already discussed it, but we just had to give a shout out to our queens, Catherine, Naomi, and Andrea. Yeah. So thank I'm, you for asking questions. I like it. I I it's absolutely nothing against Sarah Paxton. I promise it's not. It's only because you can't just switch somebody in the middle of a series or something. Yes. It, it just take it feels so it, it just shows how much that it's a TV show or movie. Like Yeah. I guess it feels like a weird thing to say, but it's just like yeah. it No, just, it's 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 like disjointing to the audience. It's a shift to like kids, like they like notice it. They're not stupid. No, I hate it so much. I just hate yeah. it. Okay. Jared Carls, Jared Carls asks Okay, I actually like that one that everyone hates, Return to Halloween Town. Never mind, that's not a question. That's just a... I don't hate the movie at all. Yeah, I f- but do you think it's hated in the community? Yes. Okay. And the only reason, I guarantee you, is because of the switch, which I, I agree yeah. with. No, but from what I remember, it was entertaining. Oh, it's from a good the bits movie. I've seen. It's really good. Yeah. This soundtrack, okay. legendary. Okay. Connor Howe asks... Is Grandma Aggie the best fictional grandmother of all time? I have to say no off the top of my head, but she's up there. Who's better? You tell me. Oh, see, now you put me on the spot. Um, first, okay, Mama Coco, for one. Mama Coco in Coco. Um, based off a real person, and Disney paid them no money. Who? Mama Coco? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I did not know that. Completely 100% face-off real person you can google it and there's photos of the real person and mama coco next to each other it's clear you okay. you can't it's not okay but i have other ones grandmother willow from pocahontas i don't even remember that movie she's the tree i literally watched it when i was like four and that was it um and there have to be other ones that i cannot think of off the top of my head aggie Promo. aggie's up there though i will give you that aggie is up there the grandmother from looney tunes i mean baby looney tunes never watched it on. it was not a looney tunes thing. grandma aggie definitely beats out muriel from courage though yeah definitely beats her out though grandma aggie's an icon no hands about but i do have to like play some other ones up there i want to be her when i'm a grandma i'm gonna be aggie yes um okay it's Wessums asks, why hasn't Disney released a sequel with Marnie as a badass witch mom raising witch kids? Why do you think, Kate? I support changing the actor in that one, and I'll play her. I thought you want to be Aggie. I'll a prequel everybody. about Aggie. I'll play everybody. <laughs> a prequel? Oh, let's do that. Do a prequel. Our senior Aggie is like 20. Yeah, like a prequel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I would watch that. I thought you would be her. Okay. I would anything. We have two questions from Angel underscore Cardamone. Number one, on a scale of one to 100, how poppin' are the outfits? 100, the outfits? Give me your three favorites. Aggie's robe. Um, what's it called? Aggie's. Uh, it's not a Shawl? Cape. No. No, hood? This is the cape, but it's not a cape. Cloak. Cloak. Aggie's cloak and her beautiful witch dress. Legendary. Okay, anything else? No, I'm done. 
Um, we need to talk about just the makeup artist, special effects, and visual effects team in general. Yes, give them their due. You get so much credit for 1998 Disney Channel movies. That was really good. Yeah. And the costume design, like all the characters were what I think they'd fit. Um, I think it was so great. Like, yeah. I, I Some of the up. heads were creepy on because you knew it was a mask, like a head thing. But like, other than that, like, the, it was such a well done job. It was. It was. I loved it. I thought there was a lot of effort that went into it. It was clear, especially with that Zoom scene on Harriet. <laughs> that was your sole camera work. That okay. that was a little interesting, but everything else was actually really good. And then our last question from also from Angel Cardamone: Did any of the Halloween t- char- any of the Halloween Town characters ever creep you out as a kid? No. I mean, the Tooth Fairy creeps me out now. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I you know. I guess I have to rewatch all four of them to see if any of them, like, if I can remember if any of them creep me out. But I genuinely, genuinely don't think so. Calibur, as a ghost, definitely creeped me out. But it was more of like the scar that like felt on his mask. Also, they never explained that he like turned into the ghost. They, I just thought he was like wearing a mask and floating. Oh, he turned into it. I don't know, but like, cause he like disappeared. Disgusting. Yes. So with that being said, do you have any, any final thoughts on Halloween Town, on the characters, on the cast, on the franchise before we get into Halloween Town 2 sometime? Um, the costume design, makeup, special effects, and so on, beautiful. I thought it was a fun movie. We love Aggie Cromwell. We love Sophie. Marnie is really good too. Dylan, honestly, um, we an icon. He's pretty good. Uh, we hate them all. I I do I do think Gwen gets a little too much hate, but at yeah. the same time, like she's fantastic acting. I do think. Mm-hmm. Also, like I think it's so cool for all these people to be like, I was in a movie with Debbie freaking Reynolds. I know. I did not. How do you think they got her? Do you think I don't understand that as a kid, like the level? Yeah. How do you think they got her? Do they think they were like, listen, you think you'd be great, or do you think they just sent her the script and she's like, I love this? Um, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of times that people I don't know how Disney decoms are budgeted or anything. I have no idea, but um, I know a lot of times actors, once they're well established, will honestly just take roles that they're that are just interesting regardless of how much they're being paid because they already have the money and they're just looking to do something fun. Yeah. But like, I don't even know how they got it. De- Debbie Reynolds even considered her. They were like, oh. I don't know. That That's just my best guess is they were probably, yeah. I mean, they are Disney. I mean, it's a, it's true. Disney. Yeah. They usually have big names in their films except Disney names. Yeah. But yeah. So any final thoughts? As she sips her apple juice. Those are my final thoughts. And we don't like the mom. She does she does get better. Okay. And we'd never like Calabar. And they never should have replaced Marnie because it's weird. It is. I don't have any other final thoughts, even though um I enjoyed this movie. Oh wait, actually yes. The feminism. Like this is a movie about women in power. And like it was like highlighting women who take down men i felt like it was a little before it's time before like the feminism wave i feel like you're right but like because we didn't see that a lot back then but i feel like it was definitely highlighting the women of the family 
And like Dylan's only use was like snarky comments, and then at the end he was necessary. It was. I agree with you. Yeah. Big feminist message in this movie. Yeah, so I did appreciate that, like looking back and like seeing, because that was something that we noticed with Get a Clue was that like it talks about privilege but never really talks about privilege. It's like highlights it, but like is always like it's not a strong message. It's always like, oh, Lindsay Lohan's character is like realizes that she's privileged only because Jack in the movie her her his brother stationed in Hawaii and she's like what's your favorite island I feel like I I don't even know if I ever watched that I know you need to watch it and text me your live commentary or you can listen to my podcast we could watch it together I've seen it twice already but yes I could rewatch it yes I could rewatch it with you or I could just listen to your live commentary <laughs> while I watch Scooby-Doo without you don't watch it without me yeah that's fair okay but anyways i have nothing else to say about this uh we love halloween town this was a fun time yes we'll watch halloween town too yes we will eventually um one's a bit better subscribe to the brazilian dragon podcast on wherever you get your podcast you can check out our website anchor.fm slash brazilian dragon follow us on twitter and instagram at brazil dragon pod send us any commentary questions concerns um, at Brazilian Dragon, wait, sorry, I got that wrong. Brazil Dragon Pod at gmail.com. Until then, Kate, where can people follow you on Twitter, on Insta, on whatever social media? Uh, let me think. My Instagram is K A Z dot Z, and my Twitter is Tears You Apart. It's the, it's their only album. It's their album of my favorite band, Finish Ticket. Okay, and you can follow my main at Tweets by Fleep or at Philippe O Faith, F E L I P O Faith. And again, the Twitter and Insta for our uh, for the Brazilian Dragon is at Brazil Dragon Pod. And then our email is Brazil Dragon Pod at gmail.com. Uh, stay tuned, we'll have a mini zode coming soon, as well as a lemonade mouth recap coming soon with the great Catherine Massey. Kate's excited to listen to that one. Um, until then, see you next time. What should I call my fans? My five fans. Dragons. <laughs> I'm the dragon. No, dragons. With a Z? No. No. Not hatchlings. Egglings? Egglets? Khaleesi's? What? No. We'll figure this out offline. Anyways, goodbye, Brazilian dragon fans. Oh.